0: the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest.
1: Welcome to Talkin' Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food
2: favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week, it's Ice Cream Summer Part 3. We're pitting a couple of the big boys against each other. We've got Abbott's, and Brewsters, these are a couple of Rochester favorites, guys. We were trying to discuss this a little bit earlier, Rob. You said you were gonna maybe check out a little pre-show research. Brewsters, did you find anything out about how big this this chain is?
1: Well, they do have some offices in Atlanta, and it is a franchise, so it does seem like it's a national uh, a national chain, uh, and like they do have people in charge of like. The Northeast, the South. The, so th- there is a, yeah, there's a regional vice president, Central, regional vice president, South. So it does seem like it's a national chain.
2: All the way down to the Peach State or whatever it's called. Hotlanta, yep. Hotlanta. Georgia. Um, and then Abbott's, we're pretty sure, just has like somewhere around 10 locations in the Rochester area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Nice. It's a Rochester chain as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, It's been a good ice cream month, you know, and this morning it is around 9 a.m. We started eating ice cream at 8 a.m. with our coffee, and uh, yeah, great way to wrap up the summer.
2: I was going to say we should probably have a full disclosure that this is happening ice cream for breakfast style. No other times worked for us this week, so... Woke up at 7 45, drove over to Rob's, had three bowls, six bowls of ice cream. <laughs> Randy, how are you feeling this morning?
0: I'm feeling better than I thought. It was delicious. Uh, like, I think it seems weird, but I guess people get waffles a la mode, which is ice cream. So it's not unheard of
2: for yeah. breakfast.
0: It was
2: yeah, delicious. I'd, st- <laughs> I'd still say waffles a la mode makes up a low percentage of breakfast orders. <laughs> As but most you're people right, get, there waffles. is mode. That is true. Actually, speaking of ice cream for breakfast, one of the places we did on our last episode, Moonlight Creamery. I, did I mention this on the last pod? They do ice cream for breakfast day. It's like a, one of those million holidays that people made up. And they take some of their best flavors and they pair it with breakfast food. Like I took my sons and my wife last year. I think it's in like the late winter or early winter. It's at some point in like cold weather. And you do ice cream for breakfast. I know a friend of the show, Chris... Has gone as well, and you get like a, it's like a a waffle, not infused, but like a waffle a berry waffle with one of their like berry flavors of ice cream on top, and then there's like chocolate fudge brownie with certain ice creams. Rob, I feel like this is right up your alley. It, it, it yeah. was fun because <laughs> it's just like crazy stuff. They make these wild breakfast meals. They're mostly like crazy desserts, but they do they do it big for uh, ice cream for breakfast day. That's awesome.
0: I mean, we also eat donuts for breakfast, so I guess this isn't that far of a stretch from there as being unhealthy. But
2: I might do it again. I don't know. I mean, it's never healthy to have six bowls of ice cream, <laughs> yeah. So to be fair, <laughs> or five and a half for me. Oh, boy, which one did I not finish? We'll see. <laughs> um, should, we, should we get kick things off with our favorite segment? The ketchup. All right, so, Rob, what have you been up to?
1: So uh, as usual, this time of summer, I decide to do too many home improvement projects as a way to kind of control my life as (laughs) summer is ending and as school is beginning. So I have been frantically doing too many projects and stressing about them and not sleeping well. So that's been my focus lately. So it's been just kind of repainting the front doors and side doors and repairing them my bathroom was all messed up. The ceiling was gross and the, the vent didn't vent to the outside. So I had to vent it to the outside. The ceiling was all cracked. I had to fix the ceiling. I had to repaint it. I repainted the front entry after I took down the wallpaper and repaired those
2: walls. I feel like you're just finding ways to vent stuff now after you put that oh my gosh. The vent in above your stove. Or you buy oven. a
1: circular saw, you <laughs> got to cut some holes in the side of your house, you know? So the venting worked out well. Actually, the bathroom project came out pretty nice. The front entry looks good. And now I, the last project is I've got to retile the upstairs shower because that's kind of what started all this. The, these tiles were just kind of poking out and I would just poke them and they would move like a whole centimeter, like this whole row of tiles and they're really old and gross. So I was like, okay, I want to redo these tiles in order to do so. I'm going to have to use the downstairs shower. The downstairs shower needs a new fan, needs ceiling repairs. I'll do that first then go to the upstairs bathroom. So um, at this point, uh, yeah, I've, I've got to retail the upstairs shower. Oh, and then I also did a couple plumbing projects where I put this inline air thing that allows air to come out of your drain instead of, cause people are gonna be bored out of their minds from this. Plumbing vents to the outside through a <clears> pipe. <throat> <laughs> oh, sorry. And so this is a really old house. It doesn't vent through the roof like most plumbing does. So you can install like an inline vent under your sink. And I ended up installing one of those, I had to, you know, glue some PVC and go to the hardware store 30 times because I kept getting the wrong piping and this and that, and I need a right angle. I need this. I can't connect that. And, uh, yeah, that's done. It's so fun.
2: it's fun for Randy and I, cause we get to see these projects in action. Like during the Pittsburgh eat me episode, there was just a massive hole in your bathroom ceiling. Yeah. And then during <laughs> the, uh, hedonist moonlight episode, it was Patched, But like you had just put up the the drywall on the ceiling. The you plaster still washers. Had all the washers. Yeah. There's like a, a ton of those. And now it looks great. Thanks. So well done. I like I like your awareness of how you say it helps you control what you can control. Oh, I realize it's not <laughs> mentally healthy to... I, I
1: know this is like a form of mania. Like I know this is not a good outlet, but... Light mania. Yeah, light mania. It's mania light. WrestleMania, WrestleMania light. So that's mine. Randy, what's happening, man?
0: Um, so big news on my front. I um went to Monroe's, which was big I think, news. A, a plug from Andy, uh, and it was awesome. Uh, got the chicken parm there. There. Uh, serving size, their portions are so big that um, you can either eat it all at once, which I was tempted to do, or you can have half of it there and then bring half of it home, which I would definitely recommend. I uh, got the chicken parm with vodka sauce. So good. And uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend Monroe's. I also went to Humphrey House two weeks in a row, also called Signatures. Um, My recommendations yep.
2: are guiding Randy's culinary so life. So
0: good. These, these are meals that I usually wouldn't get. Um, or places I wouldn't go to. They're a little bit fancier, I guess. They almost
2: seem like they trend towards like people who are 15 years older than us. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, especially when you go there
2: and you see 15, 15 (laughs) older than us people, (laughs) but Uh, people like that know how to eat because they just go out to dinner all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to the waitress at the Humphrey house. We had her twice in a row and she's awesome. She just bends over backwards for any dietary restrictions. I got the grilled cheese jalapeno popper sandwich this past one it was uh special and it was so good it had like corn fritters in it and homemade jalapeno poppers
2: you sent us the description it looked yeah good. some of their menu items just sound crazy like we got a, an italian quesadilla once and it had pasta in it and like italian sausage it just sounded crazy it was just tons of different italian foods peppers onions sandwiched in a quesadilla mm. fried up with mozzarella cheese
1: it was awesome that sounds awesome yeah, yeah it was they,
2: just
0: weird though it's cool because they have their regular menu and then they always have mm. their specials but it's on the menu so it's like six five or six specials i feel like and um they had a grilled uh grilled cheese hamburger i'm i'm looking to get at one point i got the brisket or, um, sorry, the pot roast something the week before. everything, And the portions are huge. Mm-hmm. Again, so really I would suggest that you're bread and butter. some home. Bread and butter, yep. The garlic
2: butter oh, is so, so good. good. Then you have the honey butter, and huh. that's good too. Yep.
0: And then my dad loves desserts. So we got the lemon cake, mm. which... I'm not a big lemon fan, but it is delicious. And my sister gets the moose, and that is really good too. Like so, a big rack
2: of moose meat. Yep, big <laughs> <laughs> for dessert, roasted moose. Um,
0: just uh, yeah, if you go, um, just make sure you when you get there, it's on the right side of the street because it's kind of a tough street to make a left turn on. I forgot what street it kind is. Field but, Road, four forty. Especially at Something? 5.30. It's, uh,
2: well, you, there's actually a back entrance off to show you after the show. There's like a little, it's almost, I, I think it might lead to an apartment complex, but it's like, it's an almost an access road to all of those businesses on, oh, Secret Road. What is it, 441? Yeah, Basically I think it's dry, 441. It's, it's like coming up the hill from like, uh, what's that little area? Panorama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming up the hill. Yeah. Oh, There's a little access road behind, but you, when you first go on the access road, you pretty much always turn into the wrong business because they all just look like houses from behind. But
0: so I did that the first time I went too, and that was kind of <laughs> a crazy turnaround situation. But the everybody. food's good. Oh, it's so good, and they got a porch out front. If it's nice out, you can sit yeah. on the porch. Highly recommended.
1: What's so you guys have been
2: to? You know, Andy, you love both. Do you, can you guys pick a favorite? Or are they both so excellent that you couldn't? Here's how I would describe it: Monroe's used to be our favorite go-to place. I still love it. It's still delicious. The last time we went, we used a gift card. During the pandemic, COVID takeout era, a bunch of their menu items went up in price. So when you got chicken parm, it was probably like 30 bucks. Yeah, it was pricey. It used to be like 20 bucks. So it used to be a better deal. Um, And so I would say that Monroe's, is still great. The food is still awesome to me. When we got takeout there a couple weeks ago, it rocked our worlds. So it was so good. We're like, it's back. We're, it's, we're, we're loving it. Humphrey House, the menu changes more frequently. It's a little bit more of a unique place. I would say I prefer that right now. But if you asked me two years ago, I, w- I would have said Monroe's probably because I hadn't really been to the Humphrey House. But I, they each are kind of their own things. We we go to Monroe's for like the same three four menu items over and over again. They're all and they're all chicken cutlets. You get two giant chicken mm-hmm. cutlets. It it's still probably worth the money because your portions are gigantic. But because I went there when it was cheaper, and and I don't blame them. Whatever they need to do to make money <laughs> and stay in same business, I still go there sometimes. But Humphrey House, the menu is it changes season to season, and they have all those specials. And they rock it every time.
0: Nice. Yeah, I would. I can't choose, but I do like Humphrey House because I've never been. I'm trying to think. Except for Wendy's, I don't know if I've been to a restaurant
2: twice in one week, essentially.
0: But the
2: Wendy's is like this. Everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. uh, uh, The.
0: the service there they're just so nice and like very
2: appreciative when we got takeout through the pandemic mm -hmm. like thank you so much they were uh, they were so kind
0: it's a smaller it's definitely a smaller operation too so you know they i could see going back and the waitress already knew us from one week like get to know them and i think there's one chef one head chef at humphrey house because she always talks about oh our chef decided to do this or this so i mean they're both awesome but i love humphrey house sweet
2: yeah, we're gonna have to take Rob there sometime. Amen. Yeah. Randy, are you impressed with my recommendations? I considering I have the... two three year olds and I never get out.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for the one. Hopefully, there's a plug this week that I. I do
2: have to. a plug this week for All you. Right. A restaurant. We did sneak out one night, but we'll we'll save that for later. Catch uh, up for me. Summer continues. Summer school for me ended. My teaching job, so I get a couple weeks before the, we get back into the groove of things for for school, and I went to. Um, Sesame Place with my family, and I went camping with just me and my boys. Like your, your bros? I don't know if this is a peeve <laughs> or a plug. I'm glad we did both is kind of how I've been putting it. But the Sesame Place trip, it was cool. It's out near Philadelphia. It's a lake theme park just geared around Sesame Street. And... If you've ever been to Seabreeze, it's a lot like Seabreeze, except they have the licensing rights to all these characters. It was super hot when we were there, which stunk. The characters don't even really walk around, and I don't know if that's because it's the heat. So, like, my kids didn't even really get to meet, like, Bert and Ernie or anything like that. But they liked it, and I think they would say they really liked it. But I don't know if any of us really loved being there. And it was expensive, and we traveled. So I liked it i'm glad we did it i don't think we'll be going back until like maybe a year from now if we ever go back i'd rather just go to sea breeze and save a bunch of money it's just as good of a theme park the rides are just as good but my kids love the sesame characters so it was sort of a push but our last day was like a classic travel day you know basically from he double hockey sticks you know we were we had signed up for lunch with elmo And we go, my kids are tired, they've never been in a hotel, they slept in new inflatable beds, they're exhausted, they didn't take any naps for two days. We go, it's the most overstimulating place you've ever been. We had to wait in line for like 20 minutes to get our food, which was not good. Um, It was fine, I guess I'd say. They did have unlimited food, which was good. It was like a buffet, and then unlimited cupcakes and cookies and stuff so they my kids liked eating that stuff but the music was super loud we were seated like a foot from the stage which we thought was cool but it was just too much for my kids and they were like screaming and crying and i was like you look around this room and half the people there's kids are crying i'm like what are we doing (laughs) this cost extra they don't like it we got a picture with elmo and cookie and abby and we're just like this is what, why, why did we do this? It should have been like a one day trip. And then we went and visited family or something. Yeah. I'm glad we went same thing with my camping trip. It was a lot of fun. I took the boys. We've never been camping. We bought a tent. We brought their little inflatable mattresses. It was fun. We got there. We set everything up. Again, 90 degrees, like 100% humidity. We went with friend of the show, Matt, who I don't think has podcast app on his phone or anything. He will never hear never this. Hear. Super fan. <clears throat> but he and his three-year-old son, so it was the boys' trip. We set up the tent, immediately started sweating. It was so bad. But the boys had fun, and they played together. And it got to be about dinner time. We got the campfire going, like using... You know matches and some dryer lint, like really "quote unquote" roughing it, you know. And the neighbor who has a camper and like an internet connection comes over, is like, "Hey, just so you guys know, there's like a huge thunderstorm cell coming through." So from the hours of like six, no, it was when it was dark from like seven thirty till like nine, it just poured. So we had to sit in the cars.
0: Oh, no. We,
2: and like, I have a brand new tent. I've never set it up. The floor was, uh, the ground was already soaking wet. So I had a tarp. I was just nervous. I didn't even want to go in the tent. I wanted to assess the damage and then go home if we had to. Yeah. I'm in the car with my kids for an hour and a half, nothing to do. So I had glow sticks. I cracked the glow sticks. I'm like, play with these. That got me like 20 minutes. Then they read yeah. their library books for 20 minutes. These are three-year-olds, you know? Yeah. One of them had an accident in the car. One of them said, now I got to go to the bathroom. So I had to go out in a thunderstorm with an umbrella and have him sit on the Elmo potty in the pouring (laughs) rain. It It was incredible. It ended up being funny afterwards. Yeah. And we did get the fire relit. And we did have hot dogs and mac and cheese in the dark. So the boys had fun. But they also got like four hours less sleep than they normally do. Blah, blah, blah. I'm glad we went. We had a great time. In hindsight, there were some tough moments, but I think we're going to wait a year on that one too, but we'll, we're definitely going to get Matt and his boy, uh, with my kids again. So if you guys are looking for a guy's trip next summer, we're going to do some tent camping again. I'm in. Hopefully it won't be 95 degrees and hundred percent humidity, but we went on a couple of little hikes the next day. We went swimming. They have a big public pool there. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, I'll be plugging the state parks in my uh or letchworth state park in the plugs but yeah we're just jamming stuff in before school starts that was that was almost like a venting situation thanks for letting me get that off my chest sounds like you had a good time (laughs) well and i gave my wife a little time with the dog just to be on their own a little bit and like it's it's kind of chaotic with the two boys around the house so it's nice for all of us to like get away yeah just Mm -hmm. to have a break so that's good Sounds like it was eventful. <laughs> it was. I'm glad we went to both Oh, but places. but you
1: had a, at least you when you were coming back from um, Sesame Place, you had a uh, an eventless drive home, oh, correct?
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, so that I, you're right. I, I mentioned that was a, <laughs> a, a bad day. So lunch with Elmo was horrible. We're like, all right, we are leaving. This was very bad. One of my kids had to like basically be escorted by one of us out of the room. It's just like, dude, you're out of control. You're tantruming. You're, and so we just had them go sit outside meanwhile it's 90 degrees outside also it's terrible but we leave we start heading home we're like my wife and i are like Whew. you know get the air conditioning on everyone calm down take a drive uh my son has an accident on the ride home number two very gross very messy extremely frustrating changing his diaper at the rest stop. People are walking by. There's stuff everywhere, making a mess, stinking it up. I'm sweating. My wife says she'll drive the next leg. Okay, cool. She gets in the car, warning light, tire pressure low. Like, Oh my gosh, come on. So she's like, I would feel more comfortable if we got them topped off and then headed home. So I call a place, it's 15 minutes off the road and like Scranton, we're halfway home. Supposed to be a five hour drive. Ended up taking us eight because we had to stop. We went to get the tires topped off. It was completely flat, basically. It was like seconds from driving on the metal. We had to go into some terrible mall. We had nothing to do. So we went to a food place again where my kids have been acting terrible (laughs) at the restaurants because they're just exhausted, not their fault. We ordered a slice of cheese pizza and some french fries, their two favorite foods. We just sat there and ate that. Had to buy a new tire. Took an hour. Then we drove home. It took us forever. It was just Ugh. a bad way to end the trip, which is one reason that place has the poor taste in our mouth. So, yeah. Summer. Sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very relaxing week for me.
0: Was that your peeve or plug? I'm struggling to
2: tell. This is my therapy session, <laughs> Andy's couch or whatever you yep. Andy's therapy. Couch. We do take copays. I feel, <laughs>
0: so. I feel like we can all relate with uh, vacation stories that, yeah, end up that like just that. go poor and then you'll get to in like 10 years r- tell your kids about how well, crazy this, this is crazy
2: was. a friend of the show Matt who I went camping with he was also out of town right before the camping trip and I texted him I drove home the day before him we were we left on like a Wednesday and he left on Thursday or something he also got a flat tire on the way home, but theirs blew out, and they had to pull over to the side of the road Whoa. with his three-year-old and his two-year-old and his wife, and they just had to wait for like AAA to get the donut. Then they had to go get it fixed. Jeez. They had it even worse than us, so I couldn't believe. I was like, I don't want to sound callous, but this is very funny that this happened to you. I was like, because it just happened to us, and it made... It was awful. Somebody so.
0: slashing tires. Almo's <laughs> going around slashing so was, tires. At yeah,
2: he was ready to get out of there uh, uh, and and go go to the campgrounds and have some fun with us.
0: Fun, fun. Well, let's. It's uh, a nice segue into ice cream. <laughs> let's
1: shift gears to our ice cream. So we, this week we pitted Brewsters against Abbotts. Like we said, uh, we tried out a few different flavors. So. Let's kick this off and just start talking about the vanilla. Randy, what were your thoughts on the vanilla?
0: All right. So we did talk a little bit before we started the podcast. I'm afraid I'm going to have some unpopular opinions here. Um, you usually do. So let's start with... Let's start, <laughs> uh, okay. Wildcard. <laughs> um, all right. Vanilla at Abbott's. I wrote, so friggin' amazing, soft and creamy. Ugh, I'd eat this for breakfast every day. Um, it was, ugh? sounds like an <laughs> ins- Instagram
2: post of like a 16 year old middle schooler. Yeah. A wannabe um, influencer. It
0: wasn't like, ugh. It was like, ugh. I'd eat this for breakfast every <laughs> okay. day. Um,
2: Hashtag JV lacks girls for life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Brewster's awesome, but a little icier. Maybe it wasn't as creamy, I thought, but I could barely tell the difference between the two. Uh, but Abbotts, I don't know. I'd never thought of them as being that delicious, but that was probably the best vanilla ice cream I've ever had.
2: Wow! I don't know that that's the craziest take. It's it's a strong take for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you're talking you're talking texture big time over here. Mm-hmm. I agree. I wrote down the word smooth for both of them. actually. And UGG? I did not write UGG. Omg! Lol! Best ever. Uh, Abbotts, I said smooth. I didn't notice any vanilla flex like the super high end places no. we had in the mm-hmm. past. It held up well to the freezing. This was this was Christy's complaint of the week. You're supposed to eat Abbott's freshly scooped. Mm. Rob and I could not pick up the ice cream. Randy picked it up, and then we had to cancel as well the cause due to the flat tire, actually. Yeah. Um so it was frozen and she's like, Oh, you can't eat it. So one of the reasons we got Abbott's last night, I wanted to have it fresh. Also, my wife wanted ice cream, so I had Abbott's last night and this morning. <laughs> um, but it, it held up well to freezing. It tasted just like it normally does to me. Mm-hmm. I, I would have expected some iciness to it. It was super smooth. And that's, Abbott's is scoopable frozen custard. It reminded me a lot. I used to work at Anderson's Frozen Custard in Buffalo. It remi- Because because it's custard, what is that, Rob? A little higher fat or something?
1: So custard has egg yolk. Okay. And so that's, that's the big difference. That's why it has that slightly more creamy flavor. Yeah. Um, Brewster's, I think, is a traditional ice cream. You
2: can make ice cream without any egg yolk. And that's interesting because I thought the main difference was not texture. It was that Abbott's tasted really sweet and Brewster's tasted like buttery you mean the other way around Don't Bruce, you?
1: Brewster's buttery. You thought Brewster's was See, I thought I wrote Brewster's
2: sweeter. Really? I wrote the opposite. I thought I was going back and forth and I was like, I thought maybe I had him switched.
0: No, no, no. I think we're going to have to try him again. This <laughs> no. Randy go get some ice cream.
2: Get out the scoops. Get out the bowls. This is interesting. Here's I I think we will finish. We'll record the episode. We will go taste them again, and we'll put on like a little five-minute bumper at the end. Yeah. Is that something we can do? I think team? Randy does think it. A bl- we all know the taste. You can taste the difference. I was going to say we should do a blind, but like but we I could I each don't... just take a spoonful right out yeah. of the container. Yeah, I think that's good. Sure. We could I'm do that on the air this. at the very end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, we could pause it, whatever.
2: Yeah, so I Sorry thought Roosters was buttery. It was also super smooth. It just was like richer to Abbott's sweeter in my head. I totally disagree.
1: Oh, somebody totally else disagree. has the hot
0: taste.
2: I wrote, I thought they were both creamy. I said Brewster's good creaminess, a little sweeter. Well, maybe if Randy had written down something about taste instead of just texture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they we'd both, have the answer to this guys, question. They both tasted like vanilla.
0: You guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they both, t- is as simple as they both taste like vanilla and as complex as this is the greatest ice cream I've ever had in my life. <laughs> LOL. Ugh.
1: Oh my. So, I, so for mine, I wrote Abbott's creamy, good vanilla flavor, I'm less going sweet. To get them. I said, it ha- but I said it does have that custard flavor. You can kind of, you can taste, you can taste the difference between a custard-based ice cream and, and just a regular ice cream. So, I said you can kind of taste those eggs a little bit. I've made custard before in my ice cream maker. I've made regular ice cream in my ice cream maker. Um, the New York Times has a recipe that's like the only ice cream recipe you'll ever need, and it's a custard-based ice cream uh, mix, and that's what I've used before. So, you know. <laughs> what The New York
2: Times
1: The New York Times, yes, the uh ice cream recipe maker of note.
0: So which one did you like or are we not doing that? Which oh, one did you like better? I
1: So I wrote I wrote both good. I wrote slight edge to Abbott's. I thought Abbott's had a better vanilla. I just like that less sweet. It's <laughs> so funny
2: cuz I liked Abbott's better as well for opposite reasons, I think. <laughs> Oh
0: I, I think Abbott's would pair nicely with a root beer and just throw that in and make a float. Th- that's what I imagine is the best type of ice cream for a root beer float. Oh,
1: this would be, yeah, I would agree. Oh my God.
0: this I'm telling you guys, this was the best vanilla, I don't know, I think I've ever had. Andy is eating the Abbott's right now. We're passing it around. We said we'll never eat on podcast, but this is too interesting, so we're going to do it right now. And I'm going to keep talking while these guys munch.
2: Ice cream is not an abrasive sound because you can just close your mouth. (laughs) It just gives us
0: that phlegmy phlegm in the uh, throat. Mm. Oh, so good.
2: Yeah, Brewster's to me still taste butterier, creamier when I compare them. Maybe there's a difference between buttery and creamy. Well, they're both made with cream.
0: Um, Abbott's tastes a little more egg yolky to me. Yeah, because so it has egg buttery. Yokes. No, that was a joke. I, how am I oh. going to taste the egg yolk in
1: <laughs> Well, you've had custard before, right? Like I, an actual custard? I,
0: the only difference I can almost tell is the texture. I don't know. I just don't have that type of palate, I guess. Perfect for a food palette. We need that
2: guy you were talking about. Yeah.
0: Now we're just passing the ice cream around and eating it. Um, I already got Abbott's, but it's back, so we're going to keep eating it, I guess.
2: I'm good. Well, then I guess our own opinions stand is how we interpret it.
0: Guys, I'd go to either one of these any day for their vanilla.
2: I did think the texture was very similar, both super smooth. I I think just it's hard to, when you're comparing them back to back, like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. It just influences how you taste one or the other so directly because you're going back and forth. Well, hey, what a fun experiment, huh? We've already had Andy venting about his travel (laughs) problems. Now we're eating live on the air. If (laughs) anyone is still listening, we appreciate you.
0: You know what? This I'm usually not a plain vanilla guy. I would totally go and get plain vanilla at either of these places, Yeah, especially Abbott's.
2: Very good. I I, I would prefer from a texture standpoint – I like the soft, scoopable custard from Abbott's. I think probably because I was sort of raised on the Anderson stuff where I worked, mm-hmm. and it reminds me a lot of that. Now, those came out of soft-serve machine, but it's the same idea. Abbott's comes out of a soft-serve machine, but it just comes out like an ice cream machine where it kind of pours out into a bowl, and then they scoop it. At Anderson's, we would spin it onto the cone, but okay. it's, a, it's the same delicious, uh, rich flavors. Uh, next round of flavors because we don't really necessarily have to declare winners or score each flavor. No. No. Was our kind of cookie slash now chocolate section. (laughs) Uh, Abbott's, we went with chocolate almond, which is a popular, I'd say their second most behind vanilla, second most, they have it the most often. Chocolate and chocolate almond are pretty standard on their daily menus. And then they, they have a couple other flavors as well. Usually their flavors are, it's like where I, I worked at Anderson's usually I have chocolate vanilla and then they have one other like more fruit or or wild card flavor and then they take chocolate and mix in almonds and that's chocolate almond they had chocolate oreo when i went last night just a couple different spins on the main flavors so you don't get a ton of variety there but it's really good randy says it's the best he's ever had the vanilla so Let's talk chocolate almond, and then we'll talk chocolate peanut butter chip, I believe is what I wrote down. Correct. From Brewster's. Rob, what did you think of the chocolate almond? So I,
1: I, thought it was, I thought it was really good. I've had it before. It's a classic, like Andy was just saying. Uh, I thought that there was a good toastiness in the almonds. It kind of brings that toasty flavor to the chocolate. I don't really like chocolate ice cream that much, but I really did like this. Um, it is packed full of almonds. So there are a lot of almonds in there. I usually don't like nuts mixed into things. Like I don't like chocolate chip cookies with nuts. I don't like brownies with nuts, but for this ice cream, I do like that. The chocolate peanut butter chip ice cream. I said, definitely sweeter. (laughs) Uh, I I would agree with that. Giant chunks of peanut butter. I thought the chocolate chunks in it were pretty good sized and they worked. Sometimes when you get chocolate in ice cream, the coldness of the ice cream makes the chocolate almost taste like waxy or if it's especially if it's like a low quality chocolate but I thought that the chocolate really worked in this ice cream I wrote not waxy and between the two I said slight edge to the chocolate peanut butter chip just because I really like peanut butter and I thought those big chunks of peanut butter in there were awesome Randy what do you think
0: I'll start with the peanut butter chip, actually. Um, so I'm not a big. So the reason I got a little easier this, to tell these two apart. Yeah, oh, oh just a <laughs> little bit. Um, I so the reason I got this instead of the cookie based flavor is because they had the Oreo cookie in vanilla in both places. Same thing. They just put Oreo cookies in vanilla. I figured that you know we can kind of imagine what that would be. Um, and since we did chocolate almond, which was a nut flavored ice cream for abbots i went with peanut butter i loved it again i'm not a big peanut butter guy in ice cream it's not bad it's just not my favorite this was delicious the peanut butter was very creamy i'd say the chocolate was more like flakes yeah so that actually i agree with you rob it was awesome the way they did that it like paired nicely with the peanut butter it was not overwhelming chocolate and then you got that crunch and you got that chocolate flavor I'd say both the ice creams, the chocolate to me was a little milder. Like I almost couldn't taste like the actual chocolate ice cream. Again, that might be left over from me losing some of my taste with COVID. Um, <laughs> but the vanilla came through nicely. Chocolate almond. I don't know why you would ruin chocolate ice cream with almonds.
2: Oh, I, no. I think. Hard agree. Guys, I have, a, I
0: have a hot take on almonds. So almonds are super healthy for you. I get it. And I used to eat them as snacks all the time. Rob got me hooked on it a little bit. I would never eat an almond if it wasn't good for you. I'm not a big fan of them. They just kind of get in your teeth. I thought this was going to be kind of like you said, Rob, a toasted almond flavor where you couldn't maybe get like little flakes of almonds. These were entire almonds that were not salted, were not roasted, just straight up plain almonds in your chocolate ice cream. Like, don't do it, Abbotts. Just, just give up. This, so- this is...
1: I have a feeling I know who's going to end up with the leftover chocolate almond ice cream at the end of the podcast. Andy, go ahead. My I wife mean, likes it. So oh, okay. It
2: could, if you're looking to get rid of it, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Randy. I, I And I agree with Robin that I don't love chocolate as a favorite ice cream flavor. Usually it seems, I, I don't know, like fake f- tasting. Like if you get like frozen ice cream from the store, like that kind of chocolate ice cream I think is not good. I will say the Abbott's actual chocolate ice cream was pretty good. It was like a really good frosty because the way it's like soft kind of like that. And yeah, just a lot of almonds you end up cause the ice cream melts so quickly. You just got a mouthful of almonds and I don't, I don't like nuts. I hate them in cookies, brownies. I don't even like them as a snack. So I would just end up with a mouthful of almonds every time I ate like three mouthfuls of almonds. and I was like, I'm just going to spit out the rest and try the ice cream. This was the ice cream. I did not finish because of the almonds. Okay. It ruined a good, a chocolate that I actually thought was good. Now, that being said, chocolate peanut butter chip from Brewster's, I kind of like that too, and I think we had a chocolate ice cream flavor from somewhere else that I enjoyed once on this show, but I, I can't remember. So I guess maybe my perception of chocolate is I just don't like the mass-produced um, frozen ones at the supermarket. But chocolate peanut butter chip, this was probably the winner of the two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, better mix of flavors because... And I get it at Abbott's, like they're simplifying things because they just really make chocolate and vanilla in one other flavor. So they got to throw something in to have something on their menu. But I'm surprised it's as popular as it is.
0: I I would, I'm going to say that real quick, though, about the peanut butter chip. That was like. That might be one of my favorite peanut butter chocolate chips that I've had, the Brewster's one. Yeah. Like, I think everything flowed nicely with it. I think,
2: yeah, I'd be interested to know what my wife Christy thinks of this because she loves peanut butter in her ice cream. Mm. I I think, Rob, you might have said it was a little sweeter, this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's because the peanut butter might have had some of that, like, Reese's peanut butter cup style. Like, it was pretty grainy, and I think there was some extra sugar in there. I thought it tasted good. And you guys, I agree with the chips as well. It's not like chocolate chip morsels; they're shavings yeah. or flakes. They're like
1: it's like a flat and it's chocolate just, that's it cut melts into So much rec- easier works in your so mouth. So well,
2: yeah. I think I heard it on an, another podcast recently where they were talking about food where like California. frozen chocolate chips are not good; they just get jammed in your teeth the same way the almonds do. Yep. The flakes, if you're kind of like sucking on the ice cream and melting it in your mouth, mm-hmm. they melt with it. So uh, they, I, they're I wouldn't also say flakes because when you say flakes, it
1: sounds almost like thin shavings this is I, i'm not good at measurements maybe like thicker than your thumbnail but so not a, like a shaving but they were like it's like a flat they they flatten and then cut into like tiny rectangles
2: you think someone at the rest at, at the chocolate factory is slicing it by hand mm-hmm. i think they just shave them off measuring the it shame. by their by <laughs> their their thumbnail they
0: do have a whittler there so i think it is a flake if, yeah if i yep. remember correctly
2: all right Agree to disagree on the term for them. They okay. melt better than chips. Agree? They're called chunks in the description. So let's call I know. them chunks.
0: Okay. So agree to agree. Almonds suck, right?
1: <laughs> no, I don't agree. I, I like almonds. I thought it was a so fine ice cream. Le,
0: let me let me add. If they did something to the almonds, maybe make them like sugary Candied almonds. them or Candied something. Candied almonds. Yes, yeah, something. It was just plain almonds. Why?
1: Okay, here's It's the- subtle, and I think that's what's good about it. I it think, wasn't
0: subtle, though. It was like like Andy said. You get a mouthful well, of Well, the amount of it.
1: almonds is not subtle. The <laughs> flavors are subtle. If you all of a sudden like soak them in sugar, you're changing the whole dynamic of the ice cream. Yeah, right? in a good delicious. way. Yes. <laughs> okay. I disagree.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of people, though, because I know that is a super yeah. popular flavor. So. All
2: right. Third, you ever walk by those roasted nut places, though? Yeah. It smells oh, so good God. always. That's, That's true. true. And then That's you true. order a bag of nuts. It's like, just a bunch of almonds. <laughs> Very bad. Uh, last flavors... We did go a little wild card here.
0: Yeah, I'll explain what happened here. So I go to Abbott's and um, I know that we always do like a wild card special flavor from there or from these ice cream places. So Abbott's on their website, they promote this, ra- what is it called again? Raspberry, black raspberry ice cream. Uh, and then there I asked them and they said that's a really popular f- flavor, like right behind chocolate almond. So I was like, all right, let's Uh-oh. do it. <laughs> that's what I said to the guy too. <laughs> and... Uh, I said, let's do it. So then I go to Brewster's, and Brewster said that was one of their most popular flavors also. It was the... But it's called something else, Rob. It was the... Black
2: Raspberry Chocolate Chunk. Yeah. Correct. I was like,
0: okay. I guess this is like... This was a great head-to-head matchup that whoever chose this, I don't remember who it was, decided to do because now we're comparing two pretty much black raspberry... Something
2: good with the podcast? Probably me.
0: (laughs) Doing two different flavors. Um, Also, I... I'm going to admit, I only thought there were raspberries. I didn't know that there's such thing as black raspberries. Um, you guys can expand on that.
2: Uh, I don't know if I want to touch that. No idea. I, I, <laughs> I
1: don't know either. I
0: Like what makes it? I don't know. I mean, it was purple. The ice cream was both purple, which also, both of them had a nice color. Um, so, Rob, why don't you start here? What did you think of
2: Randy's going to research raspberry I'm versus black right raspberry while you, you talk. I said it pairs well with coffee.
1: So, because I, I was drinking coffee because it's the morning, and I thought that that just really was maybe more of a breakfast black raspberry ice cream. I wrote more decadent instead of more refreshing. So, um, I think a really, really hot day, you might want to go with the black raspberry chocolate chunk. If you want something a little bit mellower and smoother, you go with the black raspberry. I didn't write anything about the chocolate. I thought the chocolate helped the black raspberry chocolate chunk a bit, but I don't think it helped as much as I thought it would. Um, those... You know, those are my thoughts just off the top of my head. Andy?
2: Uh, well, Rob, you, you're a big uh, raspberry coffee guy. you drink, always plopping a few fresh raspberries in your oh, coffee. Yeah. That's why it pairs so well for always. You. Rob, we're back on the same page, buddy. <laughs> Black raspberry, fourth time I wrote the word today, smooth, baby, from Abbott's. Yeah. Creamy, melts quickly. It reminds me a ton of black raspberry from Anderson's. I know I keep talking about this place. I'm referencing it mostly because I know Rob knows Anderson's. He's from Buffalo as well. Yep. Um, So after tasting all these, aside from the almonds, I wrote down Abbott's is like ice cream for kids or like really old people. There, it's not crazy. (laughs) It's like baby food. Yes, it's like super smooth. (laughs) It melts fast. It's it's much I love it cuz it's like Andersons and also I'm just kind of a plain guy. There are certainly crazy ice cream flavors I like. I've had them on the show. I can get behind. But if you're talking about just having some delicious, smooth, custard ice cream, this stuff is good. And it's nothing gets in the way of those smooth flavors. I love the black raspberry. It's along the same flavor profile as strawberries which I like. Strawberry ice creams but then the Brewster's, I agree with Rob, you could taste some tartness. And this is funny. When I, first, I ate Abbott's first and then I had Brewster's, and when I, I took a first couple bites, it almost truly tasted like something was wrong with the ice cream to me because it was different. And the more I ate it, the more my like, tongue or whatever got used to the, away from the creaminess to the tartness. And I, it had the same kind of thin pieces of chocolate even though one's called chunks and one called chip, but it grew on me, and I liked, I liked on this flavor of black raspberry how those two things went together. I liked that Abbotts had nothing else in it, and it was just smooth, easy going, creamy black raspberry. And because of the tartness, I think I liked that the chocolate would kind of like give your tongue a little break here and there between the super tartness. I mean, it's not super tart, but it's more tart than. Abbott's. So I kind of liked them both for different reasons, but I think overall Abbott's is a little bit more in my style. I'm a sim. I'm a man of simple pleasures, Rob. I'm not some type of crazy hedonist. You know what I mean? So Randy, did you weigh in on black raspberry or did I, am I making that up? Um, you didn't. Okay. (laughs) So we've had, we've had a few technical issues in the last (laughs) five minutes, as you can tell by probably some abrupt cuts in our podcast. But uh, Randy was fixing something just a minute ago, so Randy, go for it. I
0: think the podcast is as smooth as that Abbott's raspberry ice cream. Bowl. Wow, oh. this guy
2: is good. Oh, actually, we stopped recording again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I said it was interesting. Definitely could taste the raspberry. Nothing else in it. Uh, it was good. I, you know, I wasn't a, I'm not a huge raspberry fan or a fruit flavored fan until last week when I had that strawberry, which was great.
2: <laughs> um, so good so then i had the brewsters another good recommendation for from is, me you're for you randy three, three for three
0: so then i had the brewsters they probably should have called this ice cream who tarted because it was pretty dark uh i thought it was he wrote a little, that a week ago i thought it was a little too much um there's the frozen raspberries or the actual pieces of raspberry i thought were going to be better in it um it wasn't bad just then I went back to Abbott's and Abbott's tasted so good. For some reason, the flavor of the raspberry really came through on the Abbott's after I had
1: Bruce. So that contrast really helped yeah, you enjoy it more? Something
0: really yeah, popped with it. So I loved the Abbott's afterwards. Um, again, it's ice cream. Nothing is bad besides that chocolate almond. So I would go with either one of these places, and I'd say my recommendation, make a decision on your own, because I could see people going either way on these two ice creams. Both were really good.
1: Yeah, I am I would never, if I was in an ice cream place, I would never order a black raspberry ice cream. If you're at somebody's house, though, and it's like dessert time, and they just happen to have one of these ice creams, I, I would have enjoyed either. Was there pieces of raspberry
0: in there?
2: Yes, I definitely. I feel like I could. only had chocolate in mine. I had seeds. So there oh, okay. probably were real yeah. pieces of
1: raspberry in there. Yeah. Maybe I just was.
0: They were a little like, I think it was seeds or like very tiny pieces that seemed a little frozen. So they yeah. had a little crunch. I thing.
1: mean, I doubt they only put raspberry seeds in. So there must have been raspberry chunks in there somewhere.
2: No, they have someone who de-seeds <laughs> the berries and pops them in. With little tweezers? Yep.
1: Okay. So let's give our final thoughts and uh, let's give some scores. So uh, Andy, would you like to start? Yeah.
2: Uh, I think I sort of mentioned, I guess, my final thoughts on Abbott's, kids and old people. No. Um, It's just like a simple, creamy, smooth experience. And if you're getting chocolate, just get plain chocolate. Ditch the almonds. Mm -hmm. Hashtag almonds suck. Right, Randy? (laughs) Almonds suck. Um, Oh, man. But, yeah, like the vanilla, smooth. Black raspberry, smooth. And it's just you're getting, I would just get like a small and then just enjoy it. One downside of Abbott's. Although I think we might be finding this out about every place we order from. I went to Abbott's last night because my wife wanted ice cream. I was like, yeah, I'll get it. I'll try it fresh and then compare it to the frozen, which actually didn't make that much of a difference. I thought it was fine. My wife got a small and got a couple toppings. She got like sprinkles and one type of nuts and Oreos. or It was a crazy order that she got. But three toppings nothing crazy just a small and i got my my favorite order at abbott's is vanilla small vanilla with strawberries they use those like sugary watery strawberries that they put on sundays all the time i just get the vanilla with strawberries 17 dollars. Mm-hmm. like I, they charge us, you know like a dollar for sprinkles a dollar for every Jeez. topping or, or maybe more i don't know 17 dollars. i had a 20 gift card is three bucks on it i'm like that's crazy but I think we're finding all these ice cream places are like four bucks for a small, plus all these toppings, although mm-hmm. this is like 850 each, probably like nine and seven for 10 and seven for hers and mine. I still liked it. I had a gift card, so I didn't really care. But that's expensive, uh, but I'm guessing Brewster's was probably pretty expensive too. Like uh, when you go there for a Cone, Brewsters actually might have the best chance at not being as expensive as all these other. No,
0: nope, for the, what did we get, pints? They were exactly the same, 18 bucks for three pints at each place. So
2: not okay. That Six means that a pint the a pint of ice cream at Abbott's was the same price as a small with strawberries. Yeah. It's kind of lame. Those, Jeez. So buy in bulk, everybody.
0: Abbott's is definitely, I've noticed that too. And especially when they're in the Bill Gray's, because Bill Gray's prices are a little, little higher now too. Oh, now I just want Bill Gray's. Oh, I always want Bill Gray's. Um, I think... If you're going to compare the two price-wise, I've gone to Brewster's and gotten toppings. It's very similar. So I would agree okay. really
1: with And one thing to note, too, for people who might not be familiar with, with these chains, a lot of Abbott's um, ice cream places are inside Bill Gray's. Are you talking
0: about our Chicago fan?
1: I'm. T- <laughs> so Max, just so you know... Uh, If you go to Bill Gray's for some burgers, uh, they oftentimes have and serve Abbott's ice cream as well.
2: And I I forgot to mention my scores. I got caught up looking at my receipt there. Um, Okay. Abbott's, I like it. It's simple. It's good. It reminds me of Anderson's. I still don't think it hangs with the Pittsburgh dairies and Moonlights of the world because those are so elevated. So I'm going to give Abbott's an 8.75 because I like it maybe the best out of the lower half of all these great places. I do think they're all really good that we've done so far. And then for Brewsters, I think it was close behind. And uh, I'd say 8.5 for them. So I still have Pittsburgh, Dairy and Moonlight on the top tier. It's fantasy football season. I'm going tiers. And then you got Abbott's, Hedonist, Brewster's kind of in the middle. Uh, Eat Me Ice Cream was only a quarter point below hedonist for me. So I'd say that I got two tiers, the super high end and then the good, the very good.
0: Yeah. Randy? This is tough. I'm going to think of it more as... I'm going to rate it based on their best ice cream and kind of drop the lowest score because I wouldn't get that one anyways. Uh, I'd say Abbott's Vanilla was a 10 out of 10 for me. I haven't had a vanilla that good. Yeah, that's my 10 out of 10. (laughs) I haven't had a vanilla that good. I can't remember. Um, I would say Brewster's is because I've gone to them a bunch too. They're one of my favorites, so I'll give them – A 9... Man, that peanut butter chocolate chip was like a 9.5. Like, it's hard for me to imagine a better peanut butter chocolate chip. I think both these places, you cannot go wrong. Go to both. Um, And if you want vanilla, Abbott's all day for me.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm kind of following suit with you guys as far as... um, I I liked Abbott's slightly more than Brewster's. I gave Abbott's an 8.25 and a Brewster's an eight. And I totally agree with uh, Andy on the rankings when we look at top to bottom. All the ice cream we've had in this whole competition has been excellent. One thing to note about Abbott's, they make a pretty great Sunday. So if you want an ice cream Sunday, mm. yeah, it's kind of expensive, but it's delicious, and I highly recommend it. And you used to always be able to find those buy one, get ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and one thing I'd also note uh, to distinguish these two, these two places, if you want to have a pick and have like, you know, you're not really sure what you want and you want a big selection, go to Brewster's because they do have a lot of selection of choices there. Abbott's has far fewer. Um, but as far as ice cream quality, I just liked Abbott's slightly better, but they were both really, really good.
0: So Brewster's has seasonal flavors too. Like they had an orange creamsicle flavor that I was really close to getting just for myself. Mm. Um, they had like, a. Uh, I don't know if it was a Butterfinger or some crazy flavor also. They just do some really cool, interesting things. I, I just
2: Googled Brewster's to try and find a menu for the prices, and the creamsicle thing popped up, and I was like, oh, it looks kind of good. Yeah,
0: it sounds really good.
2: Yeah, they have, like, banana chocolate chip, banana cream
1: pie, mm-hmm. banana peanut butter. Okay, it's alphabetical. They make uh, 24 heavy, flavors heavy daily. banana <laughs> <rotation>. All <laughs> banana flavors. No, they do have a lot of uh, variety. Butterscotch ripple cake batter. Cappuccino. So yeah, yeah, you've got some options there. All right, cool. Well, I think this has been a really successful ice cream month. I think we had some some great ice cream over the course of this competition, and now Andy is revealing the secret snack.
2: Yeah, we have a. a I bought something at the store the other day that I enjoyed, and it's a chip. It's a potato chip, and these. I saved them from, like, four weeks ago, and we just kept pushing it. And you guys are going to try them after eating a bunch of ice cream. And you got to tell me what you think the flavor is. Breakfast potato chips. They've been sealed, taken care of. I brought some for myself as well. Breakfast potato chips. Make sure there's no mold on there. (laughs) They're really heavy potato chips. There was an earthquake just now.
1: I mean, I can kind of smell it through the bag, even. You think? Yeah.
0: So I'm going to describe what they look like. The color is potato chip color with a lot of red flecks on it. Black raspberry. It looks some, like.
2: Oh, maybe. You know? Eating on the pod, they are stale. <laughs> Great. Yep. Just gross. Maybe we shouldn't even do this.
1: They taste like my cousin's house used to smell.
2: You're right. <laughs> right. This doesn't taste as good as when they were fresh. I wouldn't even eat them.
0: I'm going ketchup flavored.
2: Are they all dressed? No. Don't eat them. They're bad. They're stale. They're old.
1: (laughs) Okay. We'll we'll return to this. We'll do it next time. I'll buy them again.
0: Rob ate them. Andy ate them. Do I really not try them and just wait, Andy?
2: I mean, you can try them. They're gross.
1: (laughs) We pushed it too many times. (laughs) Should we just cut the segment entirely and just move on to the last thing?
2: It's kind of funny.
0: I mean, nobody dropped their mic during. (laughs) So I think. It'd
1: be <laughs> okay, a- let's
2: cut this. And what you said is true. It Doesn't it taste like, really- a, how- sm- taste like it a house smell? Tastes like a house Yeah, We can just cut this from the episode.
1: And we'll just do it fresh. When we, decide- when we talk about the brewery food, yeah. we'll do it then. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, <laughs>
2: so bad. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <clears throat> okay, so let's move on to our uh, famous. Oh, actually, so let's first talk about. Uh, email. Um, You know, we rarely check our email as Max knows. And so this week I was like, you know what, before we get on there, I want to check the email, make sure that, you know, we're we're up to date and that if anybody emailed me, I'll be able to respond to them and share it on the podcast. Well, logging into the email, I discovered that we had a flood of emails from brazilcupid.com a Brazilian dating website. Shout
2: out to brazilcupid.com, big listener. <laughs>
1: Apparently. And it's like, it's all these lists of like you matched with and it's all dudes' names and they're all over the world. So somebody from like Abu Dhabi and I'm like, what is this? Is this just spam or did somebody hack our emails and well, sign it's up for Brazil? true
2: though. People say like, there's only one person for you in the world. What, what are the chances that that person went to high school with you or something like that? Your <laughs> perfect match is probably from Abu Dhabi or somewhere around the yeah.
1: world. Yeah. And, and he, you know, people in Abu Dhabi love Brazilians. So I'm not sure if we are the Brazilians or if we're matching with Brazil So we got to check out that email. I'm not sure what's That's going on cool. with it.
0: Let's not check out that email. Let's not click on anything in that email. No, no, no.
1: I didn't, I didn't click on any messages okay. at all. It's just, just flooded. Social security yeah, I mean, wait, there must exactly. be like 20 to 30 emails from Brazil. Like it's literally <laughs> filling our inbox. Okay, hold on. Any real email? No actual okay. email. No, no. So nobody's emailed us. But if you do want to. Our email address is rock at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Trash, R-O-C, at gmail.com. Please don't sign us up for a dating website.
2: And we do have an Instagram account, which I am the social media manager of the group, and I've taken a break due to flat tires, traveling, mm, dirty yeah. diapers, etc. But I'll be back posting again this week at TalkinTrashRock. Uh, follow us, and we'll be... We'll be talking ice cream for at least one more week and then we're going to take a a, a quick break to regroup for the start of the school year and then i think we're going to get into our uh brewery food episodes which could be pretty exciting so looking forward to that looking forward to hitting up some snacks and some brunches with you guys over some cold frothy ones um do you want to get into your wor- the world-famous segment that you mentioned earlier, Rob? Yes, our peeves and plugs.
1: So I'll kick this one off. Um, I'll start with the plugs. And I would like to plug Delta faucets and also Moen faucets. Uh, I just discovered that they have lifetime warranties. And I had an issue with my faucet. And so I I talked to a plumber. He's like, call him up. Tell him what part you need. They'll just send it to you. And I did. I called they registered the faucet for me because it's a pretty new faucet. They sent me the parts. They were at my house within a week. I replaced the parts. It still doesn't work properly, but that's probably more on my end than on theirs. They were just really helpful. The customer service was awesome, and I didn't have to like give them my receipt or anything too specific. They were just pretty friendly on the phone. So, yeah, I'm going to plug. So, this was Delta in that instance, and I do have two peeves. One is a peeve from the past that I has it was returned. Be a, a different faucet company. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so so one of the peeves is a peeve that I've had on a past episode, I believe, but I just came across it again. Almonds and ice cream. Nope, I like almonds and ice cream. No problems with that. My peeve was at the gym, people take the, when you get to the actual water fountain, they take the spout. And they turn it so it's facing you, the person, so that they could fill up their water bottles. And then they never return it to its original spot. So if you're not paying attention, you go to push that thing, it's going to spray you with water. I went to the gym. I just rejoined the gym after the pandemic. And I was like, you know, happy to be back. I'm walking through the, the, the bathroom and I see the most crazily turned water faucet head I've ever seen in my life. I actually took a
2: picture of it so I could share it with you guys. I can't wait to see it. I still don't understand it's, the visual on this. Okay,
1: you'll see it on our Instagram. We'll share it out. I was so annoyed. I'm like, it's so ridiculous. It'll look like I did this to, to make a point. I did not. This is how I found it. I was so pissed. So I fixed it, of course. Uh, so that's peeve number one. Are you okay
0: with turning it but then turning it back?
1: Why would I turn it back? No, no, no. Oh, oh! Fill your your water
2: bottle. Turning it back.
1: Yeah, there's a water bottle filler in the main room. Just use the water bottle filler. That's those
2: things are great. Yeah, Yeah, they're awesome. Awesome.
1: So, I I guess if you're going to turn it back, that's fine. But I've seen people not turn it back. I think I've actually said something to somebody like, "Are you going to turn it back?" Um, Rob, the insufferable
2: gym member. I
0: believe that 100%. So that's
2: that's peeve number one. People, take heed to the peeves. (laughs) Rob's just trying to help you out. Be a better person. And and I'm
1: 99% certain this was a peeve on an earlier episode. Perfect. Uh, And then peeve number two, when I was redoing my bathroom project, the... Water
0: faucet was facing. The water faucet was facing straight out. You knew it was you. (laughs) No.
1: So what happened was... um, when they whoever did the bathroom down my downstairs bathroom when they installed the tile or the the towel racks rather rather than use like actual towel racks for a wall where you like screw it into the wall they used the tile ones that you're supposed to kind of like in, cement yeah to you're cement to a wall <laughs> so there's like no way to screw it in and so what they did was they cut two little squares in the drywall Put a little adhesive around the tile thing and just shoved it into the drywall. That's like a, what
2: you do to save your security deposit. Yeah, when you're 23.
1: Yeah, and so I'm I'm redoing the whole bathroom, and it's you got to get around the toilet. There's it's it's like a lot of cutting in and a lot of really tough, challenging painting that is really annoying. I'm getting ready like humble brag. I, yeah. I mean, I'm super good at painting. No, I'm like wrapping up the project, almost done. Like I'm I'm on the. F- I'm finishing the first major coat. I've got one coat to go. I touch the towel rack and it (laughs) rips out of the wall. And so all of a sudden the project that was like going to be done that afternoon, I had to then add a whole like repair the wall project in, which was so incredibly annoying. And so, yeah, thank you to the idiot who redid my downstairs bathroom before I ever bought this house. You clearly do not know what you're doing. I'm going to gut it and redo it. Next summer, and I'll be complaining about it all summer, guys. Hope it's not a listener. We might lose one. <laughs> so, those are my peeves and plugs.
0: Randy. Uh, I got two plugs. Um, one is one of the best IPAs I've ever had, stargazing from Beer Tree Brew. I went to AJ's Beer Warehouse. Um, and got six different ones. This was the final one I tried. It's a New England-style IPA. It was delicious. Uh, I only got one of them, so I'll probably go back and get them. I don't know if they sell them anywhere else besides AJ's because AJ's has so many different. I'm more of a Doc's guy. Oh, I've been there one
2: time. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: try Doc's. I'm down for Doc's. Uh, Off-pod conversation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was awesome. Second one, I'm going to plug something kind of original. I'm going to plug being friends with Rob. Because I have a Rob story I'd like to tell. Oh no!
2: Um, Here we go. That I. I'll, think, I'll plug that too. It, yeah, it oh, I love Rob. It's Rez.
0: always interesting to be friends with Rob. Oh, no. um, there's always a story. Uh, this one I think it fits well into a food podcast. So uh, my girlfriend Laura Okay, I know the story. She runs her own bakery. <laughs> you're, you're like sweating over the dust okay now. Is it okay to tell this story? I, I don't no. care. Um, it's not a peeve. It's a plug. So. I stand by my <laughs> comments. Yeah. So uh, Laurel runs her own bakery, and she's been trying out this new recipe, like non-peanut butter flavored like dessert. So she made like a non-peanut butter bar, which is mostly my fault because I've been pushing her to do it because she does vegan and gluten-free. And I said, if you could do a not-peanut butter or not peanut peanut butter, so peanut free for allergies. You might
2: want to workshop that name, but go on. Yeah, I
0: can't barely say it. <laughs> uh, I said you could do it, but she's been putting it off because she knows how hard it is to get like a good tasting one. So she made some bars. I was like, I'll bring them to golf and have these guys try them because I can't taste very well and I definitely can't taste peanut butter right now. Uh, so I bring them to golf. So I let everybody try them. Um, Rob's the first one. So I didn't tell him what was in it. It was essentially just I think she used sunflower oil instead of peanut butter so it wasn't going to be a peanut buttery taste and was it sunflower paste or something sunflower they make sunflower butter butter. yeah sunflower butter Yeah. butter, yeah. yeah and then that was it and then just other stuff nothing else was really in it besides you know the stuff that'll make it bake and so rob's first thing i was like so what do you what do you think he's like he does his like when he tastes stuff he like moves his mouth like up and down a lot and then he's like Raisins? I was like, there are no raisins. No, okay, hold on. He's, He's got a good palate, so though. It.
2: Those chips did taste like an old person's right, house. So oh, wait. We cut that segment. I, I, we oh, ate yeah. some old, gross chips before.
0: I could not stop laughing. Uh, so uh, superfan Pete tried them, and he did not taste raisins. Superfan Chad tried them. He did not taste raisins. I had to check with Laurel just to make sure there were zero raisins in it. So, Rob, go ahead. It was so, so funny. So though.
1: two things. Number one, I think we're pretty loose with the word super fan when we're I referencing people who will that. never listen to the show. He's, so you mean another guy who I'm not also sure a friend app. of the pod. Friend I think it pod. implies that someone actually listens to the pod. So a friend of ours friend is not necessarily friend a friend paid. of the pod. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I was off that day. It <laughs> tasted like not as if there were actual chunks of raisins. I didn't see raisins. I didn't taste, for whatever reason, the sweetness felt as if it was like pureed, ground-up, dissolved raisins or prune. Untraceable to the human
2: tongue texturally, (laughs) but flavor-wise. I mean, has it ever been proven there
0: weren't raisins in there? (laughs) Great point. So overall, they got an okay response. I brought it back to Laurel, and she's Continuing to work on it. It's not done yet. Just you know what?
2: just to satisfy you.
0: Just, I'm like <laughs> you could do this. You can do this. Yeah, she's. They remind she's me a
2: little bit it. of Cliff
1: Bars, actually. That's what I was thinking. Like after I thought about it later on, like the texture. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a Cliff Bar? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Like almost like the chocolate chip cliff Well, a different flavor, obviously, Cliff it's Bar, but that texture bars, yeah. kind of. Do you think there's someone who's like 50 years old whose name is Cliff Bar? Probably. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> That's funny.
0: So those are my plugs, Andy. Nice.
2: Um. Oh yeah, I, I've been busy the last two weeks, so I have a, I have a lot of plugs. But I, I think I'm going to save a couple for n- next week's episode, just because I think I'm going to be getting getting back to work a little bit and not doing as much fun stuff. Um, I'm going to plug Lemoncello. It's a restaurant in East Rochester. We went there for my wife's birthday dinner. Her brother-in-law, part-time, or at least listened to a couple episodes. Scott, shout out to Scott. He might <laughs> still be a listener possible listener scott um he came over and watched our dog while the boys were falling asleep super nice very generous we went out to dinner and it's a they have a no corkage night so we were able to bring our own wine which significantly lowered the cost of the meal and got chicken parm christy got the chicken limoncello which is their main dish chicken parm was good very good Haven't had like a big, we haven't gone out for like Italian food in a long time. And, um, we got this hazelnut chocolate cake. It was awesome. It was really big and, but the whole thing was subtle. It wasn't like smack you in the mouth chocolate. It was really, really smooth, which I liked quite a bit. And it almost is a little sweeter than like, I'm not always the biggest dark or like, you know, dark chocolate fan. So this was really good, very smooth, very easy. Loved it. And it's just kind of something still kind of fun about bringing your own wine to a restaurant. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't do it much. And I'll plug the state parks because when we went camping, there was so much to do. We went to Letchworth, we did tent camping. And you like it's just such an affordable way to take a vacation. We only stayed one night, but you had to rent two nights. But it's $25 a night. And then once you're in there, everything's included all the hiking. You know, we took some awesome pictures in front of the waterfalls and I had never been there before. There's playgrounds all over the place for little kids. The pool is free. It's this big, humongous, like it reminds me of the pool in the sandlot, like this gigantic pool. You've probably driven by it before. And I've never thought to go in there because I didn't have little kids before. So we went and it was great. It was like two and a half foot deep in the shallow end. My kids were jumping in over and over. Uh, So, yeah, state parks. And on the way home, we went to... Mama Mia's in Geneseo. Oh, yeah. Got a large pie and actually tried some wings there for maybe like the first time since we went to college in Geneseo. And it was all good. I had a bad experience at Mia's about two years ago where it tasted nothing. Like it was in the summer and like I was just worried. I was like, what happened to this pizza? It tastes like a frozen pizza. This was a good pizza. Mia's is back. The wings were pretty good. They were like kind of breaded wings and they were a little bit sweet. I enjoyed them quite a bit. So... Plug in Lemon Cello, Letchworth State Park, and the state parks in general, and Mamma Mia's in Geneseo.
0: I know what I'm doing this
2: week. There's my three There's things. It, yep, I, I give <laughs> Land, Randy his to do list every time we have a podcast.
0: I have a coworker who that's his whole summer. He's got two young kids, him and his wife. I think they own a camper now, and they just go every weekend somewhere different, or you know, repeat places. Super cheap. They love it. The kids are used to it now, and they love being outdoors. He said it's awesome, like yeah. you said, really good trip.
2: And my kids, like they had their normal tough moments and stuff, but. With leaving like when we talk about it, they will say, they'll just remember the fun parts. Yeah. They'll remember they loved it. We read books to get ready. Like it was, you know, normal cute kid stuff. Um So I think that it we left with a good taste in their mouth. We really rolled the dice. We didn't do any practicing other than we set the tent up once in front of the house. They thought it was cool. I, I, I kind of know my kids and I was like, I think if we try and do it at home, it gives them an out. Like if they bail, but if we're just there, they're the type of kids that will, do it, and mm-hmm. just they'll just fall asleep and be like, "I just can't wait till it's the morning." Type of thing, you know. Yeah. Like when when they go to new places like my mom's house for the first time or grandma's house for the first time, like they just have powered through the night, and they were good. They woke up like once or twice in the middle of the night, and we made it through. So I I, I would definitely do that again. I don't. My wife's not as into it, so I think it might be a good escape for us to do like twice a summer when they're a little bit older. But mm-hmm. definitely do it again. I have one more. S- Peef, In, come on. Peef. No,
1: one more plug. <laughs> so
2: I like Rob's peeves the most
1: amidst doing these millions of projects. I like to try to play like music that will chill me out. So I don't get stressed out and swear loudly, which happens regardless. Um, but I've been listening to some yacht rock because I like, I that, like the, yacht I like prog rock. I like not, Con- little, not not little yachty. That's yachty rock. Oh. That's yachty rock. Yeah. So on the Yacht rock station on Spotify, which has some hits and some misses. this one song kept coming up. It was a song I don't think I'd ever heard. maybe I'd heard, but never listened to the lyrics. It's in it's I think it's insane. I don't know. It's called <laughs> "Lonesome Loser" by the Little River Band. Have you ever have you ever heard of this song? I, I think so. No. You probably have. The opening lyrics are, "Have you heard about the Lonesome Loser Beaten by the Queen of Hearts every time?" Have you heard about the Lonesome Loser? He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying. Burn. And I'm like, they're just ripping on this loser Have you guy. heard about the, the Lonesome, loser. Lonesome Loser? I do know that song. It's, it kept coming on, and I'm like, what is up with these lyrics? They're just ripping on this loser. And as I look at it, I'm like, I'm not sure it if kept he's- kept going
2: through, and it's like, his name is Rob. What the heck? <laughs>
1: I'm like, wait, are they singing about me? Well, I'm looking at this, and it's like- Is it a gambling song or is it about just some lonely guy who keeps getting dumped by girls? I don't know what, regardless, I think it sounds insane.
2: 45 minute Google break from the ceiling repair just to get get his mind around this The
1: dumbest lyrics. And it kept coming up. I must've listened to it like three times in two paint (laughs) sessions. I'm like, how is this song coming? So I don't know. I just thought it was insane. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Amazing. So
2: anything to add guys? I'm looking forward to. Uh, we're going to probably schedule our next ice cream appointment. Yeah. That'll be fun. Do we know where we're going? It's on our document somewhere. We're down to. We've hit a lot of the big ones. Yeah. We've yeah. hit Pittsford Farms, Moonlight Creamery, Hedonist, Eat Me, Abbott's, and Brewster's. I think there's like one or two more. I don't want to say because I don't yeah, want to be wrong, but well, it's on our
1: list. Surprise for next week, listeners. Get ready and keep on eating and talking about ice cream and trash.